Good morning, UECP. Now, in a couple of weeks, all of us will be exercising our right to suffrage. Question, have you decided on who you will vote for in the national and local elections? Remember, huh? your vote counts, so please vote wisely. And don't forget, just like what Pastor Jansen did, no? all of us, let us continue to pray for a safe, clean, and honest election. Now, today, this Sunday, is the last of our sermon series on the book of Galatians. The passage that uh, I'll be reading later is a, is a very short passage, only five verses, or a little over a hundred words. But to properly understand this particular passage or section, we always need to understand the context. As a recap, the overall or the big picture of this epistle is all about the gospel. And this gospel is about the gospel of grace. And it is about guarding the gospel, whatever the costs. Now, the letter to the Galatians was not a friendly or cordial letter, but a letter with an undertone of rebuke and condemnation. And this was very obvious right at the start. Marinig niyo sabi ni Paul, I am so astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is any other gospel, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. Now, the sum that Paul was, was pertaining to were the Judaizers, and they are distorting or teaching you know, a, a, a gospel that is sort of a combination. Sabi nila, salvation is a combination of God's grace plus human effort plus good works. And so, ano sabi ni Paul sa kanila? If anyone who's preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you have received, let him be accursed. Now, this word, accursed, is a very strong and uh, strong word, which means, sana ikaw doom ka na. Sana ikaw without hope for redemption. In Chinese nga, sabi nga nila, bokulos, no? Like I said earlier, this epistle is about guarding the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Paul was so committed on doing what God had called him to do that he will guard the gospel, whatever the costs. This was very evident when Paul confronted Peter face to face because mali talaga si Peter. But can you imagine this? A, an apostle, a junior apostle confronting, rebuking a senior apostle. No? Parang si Pastor Jansen no? would be rebuking and uh, correcting Chuabok no? or si Lazarus. No? So what's happening? Well, Peter was becoming inconsistent because he was not walking the talk. He was acting with hypocrisy against the Gentiles and even causing yung kanyang fellow Jews to follow his wrongful steps. Why? Well, because at that particular instance, 
the Apostle Peter, who says we will obey God rather than men, was afraid of the Judaizers. And like Peter, I know some of us here also have this struggle with the fear of men. In some places, they even risk losing their lives. Should I obey Jesus and take a stand for him? Should I tell the truth and not dilute the gospel? The struggle is real. The fear is true. But I want you to remember Proverbs chapter 29, 29 verse 25, which says, Fearing people is a dangerous trap, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Then, Paul summarizes what this gospel really is. Salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. This means that our salvation does not come to those who are good or those who do good works. It does not come to those who are involved in religious ceremonies like uh, circumcision, Lord's Supper, baptism. Those things that I mentioned will not help you attain or achieve salvation. And so probably you're wondering there, seated, eh, in that case, bakit ko pa kailangan i-observe yung mga yan? No? Why do I need to observe these things? Now, with the exception of circumcision, which provide more medical and health benefit, and maybe the parents' are prefer are preference, the rest of what I shared with you is connected to the effect or the fruit of salvation in a person's life. In other words, the reason why you want to be baptized and uh, participate in the Lord's Supper, the reason why you are doing good, the reason why you are even here this morning is because these are the signs or marks of a person having a true saving faith in Jesus Christ. We are grateful, we are thankful for what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. And also common to all Pauline epistle is the application, the practical aspect or what we always call how to live a godly life. And this is always placed at the end of his letter. And so in chapter 5, sabi niya, he encouraged the mature believers to exercise their freedom in Christ. Now, pag sinabing exercising your freedom, it doesn't mean that we have the license to sin. We must not abuse the freedom of God's grace, but instead, we exercise our freedom from the laws of Moses by walking or living under the power of the Holy Spirit, resulting in the manifestation of the fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And at the start of chapter 6, Paul reminded these believers the proper way of spiritually restoring a fallen brother. In particular, yung mga kapatiran dun na who believe the Judaizers, who believe that the Christian life is legalistic. Where Paul emphasizes that yung ating attitude, yung ating behavior should be characterized by a spirit of gentleness.
After that, we come to today's passage. Though it contains five verses nga, you will notice two commands and one exhortation on becoming genuine partners in the faith. The commands on sharing, the command on not to be deceived, and the exhortation to do good. Listen. No? Let us let us sharpen and steer one another to live out our faith. Let me repeat that. Let us sharpen and steer one another to live out our faith. How can we be a genuine partners in the faith? Now, there are three ways by which we can become genuine partners in the faith. Number one, by sharing. By sharing. So verse 6 reads, verse 6 reads, One who is taught with the word must share all good things with the one who teaches. It may seem strange, no, that Paul had to point this out to a Christian church. And take note, Paul did not just say, mag-share kayo, ha? but he said, mas kailangan. You must share. No? Why? Well, because the pastors at the Galatian church were neglected. No? Bakit sila neglected? Well, they were neglected because they were not compromising the truth. In the Bible, and even in today's time, no? those who are heretical, those who preach what the people want to hear, the false prophets, the false teachers, the false evangelists, these men were and are always living a life of luxury. But those who preach the truth or the unadulterated truth, like the Elijahs, the Hoseas, the Jeremiahs, these people were extremely poor and always neglected by their own community. Another reason why these pastors were neglected is because uh, the Judaizers, no, yung mga Judaizers in the church who were constantly at odds with Paul may have influenced the believers to withdraw their financial support to the pastors who were aligned no, with, the, with the Paul's doctrine. And so now, the word share, no? in this verse, gives the idea of partnership. It also means giving or contributing. In other words, as the pastors faithfully preaches and teaches the words, our role as the body is to support those who feed our soul. Now, before I continue, I hope you do not think of me as self-serving or seeking personal interest, for I serve here as a volunteer pastor. So, going back, how can we support yung ating mga pastors sa UECP? Pray for them. Pray for them. When was the last time you and your family or even your life group you know, prayed for a particular pastor and their family? Give words of encouragement, no? Church, yung ating mga pastors, tao din yan, no? They experience failures, challenges, hardship, trials, and our caring and loving words can inspire 
can reignite yung passion of their calling. Support them. No? Support them materially, financially, or even medically. We can support them by the offerings that we give each week or each month to the church. Or another way is supporting them in an individual or group capacity. You know, in our small group, some couples have embraced a burden God has placed in their hearts to the point that they are now regularly partnering with the ministry and projects of some pastors and missionaries in the harvest field, whether it be local or international. They would send their support through me, no? and in turn, I would send it to these faithful workers, informing them, bro, no? this is from your anonymous supporter. So the reply would be what? Thank you, bro. God's timing is always perfect. Please extend our heartfelt gratitude to our anonymous ministry partner. These are some of their heartfelt response upon receiving these supports. Now, to continue, not only must we share, but we must share all good things. No? Now, let me tell you first what all good things are not. Okay? It's not about asking the congregation to donate no? $300 each so that the pastor can buy a $65 million jet so that he can travel comfortably as he shares the gospel. Hindi yan yung all good things. All good things also is not receiving a seven or eight digit no? salary monthly. No? Hindi yan yung all good things. All good things is not about even wearing no? a $5,000 sneaker. Grabe. That's not all good things. But all good things, all good things means supplying our pastors with their real necessities. Now, I will not elaborate too much on real necessities, but leave this to the capable leadership of our elected elders who acts as our overseers. But my prayer, and I hope our prayer is, that our church can materially, financially, medically partner with our pastors and missionaries. Not only the active ones, but even those who are about to retire, no? or have retired. May our church, may all of us, not neglect those who are guarding the truth of the gospel. Again, let us sharpen and steer one another to live out our faith. How can we be genuine partners in the faith? Number one, by sharing. Number two, by not being deceived. So in verse 7 and 8, let me read. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Now, yung phrase na, do not be deceived, means we must not be misled or be mistaken into making wrongful judgment or thinking. And here, 
Paul was in a way telling the believers, stop being deceived. Tigilan nyo na yung niloloko kayo. No? Tigilan nyo na. Tigilan, wag na kayo magpaloko. Which begs to ask, does that mean a Christian can be deceived? Pwede ba yun? Well, Paul called the attention of Galatian, the Galatian believers in, Gen- in Galatians chapter 3, verse 1, saying, You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? So yes, surely we can be deceived. By who? No? Number one, false teachers. Here in Galatia, the false teachers were deceiving them, saying salvation is a combination of grace plus human effort. The Apostle Paul also warns us in Matthew 24, 24, false Christ, false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. So, unang-una, you have false teachers who are doing the deceiving. But also in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, the apostle Paul seemed to imply the believers themselves were the ones deceiving themselves. No? Tayo mismo, ikaw, ako, we are the ones deceiving ourselves. And we do not use the word deceiving kasi pangit eh. We use the word rationalizing. No? Rationalizing. And ano bang ibig sabihin ng rationalizing? It is an attempt to explain or justify one's behavior or attitude. No? Even if they are not true no? or inappropriate, no? we make excuses na rationalize natin yung ginawa natin. So, bakit? Why do we deceive ourselves? Well, Jeremiah 17 verse 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick or wicked. No? Who can understand it? I can't forget someone who said to me, Pastor, okay lang mag-clubbing. No? Okay lang mag-good time. Okay lang mambabae. Anyway, I am forgiven. I can do what I want because I was born under God's grace. Listen, stop deceiving yourself into thinking that you can violate God's law indiscriminately. And when we fail to recognize that, when we fail to recognize the seriousness of our sin, that is when our hearts are indeed deceived. Have you ever mocked God? No? Or let me change the question. How many times in your life have you said, Lord, hindi ko nagagawin itong kasalanan na to, but you did it anyway. If you did that, just like I have done countless times, you and I mocked God. We mocked God when we disobey His words, we mock God when we blaspheme His name or use it as a curse word. We mock God when we behave godly on the outside, but on the inside, our hearts are hardened. My brothers and sisters, stop being deceived. God cannot be mocked. 
Itong phrase na to means that there will be repercussion. There will be consequences for disobeying God's command and willfully choosing to sin. And Paul used an agricultural principle or axiom so that the people at that time can easily relate to that. And ano sabi niya? For whatever you sow, that will he also reap. Now, itong saying na to relates to the idea of what? Planting a seed, sowing, and harvesting the fruit of that seed, reaping. I mean, if you plant mango seed, the fruit would be mango fruit. Imposibling atis o papaya o lemon. No? Thus, Paul is explaining the law of cause and effect. No? Now, let me clarify that further in a very practical manner. From a physical sense, no? our salvation, lahat tayo, we are saved. But that does not prevent us from eating, like two weeks ago, sabi ni Pastor Wiljo, a pecking duck. A pecking duck. Or other oily and greasy food. But eating those oily and greasy food will not prevent you from becoming unhealthy. Or in the words of Pastor Wiljo, fat daw, sabi niya. Or if a Christian, no, drive recklessly and goes off the road. The fact that he is saved does not prevent him from getting seriously injured. For whatever you sow, you will reap. And then he continues, sabi niya, for the one who sows from the flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. And the one who sows from the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Now, kanina, physical sense. Ngayon, from a moral sense, salvation does not prevent us from choosing our friends. But if we constantly walk in the company of friends who are hot-tempered, yung may init lagi ang ulo, what does Proverbs teach us? No? Sabi niya, uh, we may learn their ways and get trapped ourselves. Baka magaya tayo. For if you sow from the flesh, you will reap corruption. The same is true in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. Bad company corrupts good morals. If your besties, yung mga BFF ninyo, are people who delight in mga worldly ideas or even mga in terms of morality, morality, they are very liberal or very loose, we risk mimicking their behavior. We risk following their language and even living, following their lifestyle. Again, for if you sow from the flesh, you will reap corruption. But more importantly, from a salvific or a redemptive sense, God's salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, also applies in this principle of sowing and reaping. And the concept here is what? We are going to reap what Jesus has sown. Why? Because when God the Father sees you, 
He sees you in Christ. When God the Father sees you, He sees a faithful followers of Jesus Christ. When God the Father sees you, He sees that this person has an intimate relationship with His Son. Again, God cannot be mocked. And when you sow from the Spirit, you will reap eternal life. And so to those who are hearing this for the very first time, my friends, hindi ito coincidence, but a divine appointment. And let me tell you, if you do not know Jesus Christ, you will reap what you sow, which is corruption and death. But if you know or have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you will reap what Jesus sowed, which is eternal life. And he will give you the strength through the power of the Holy Spirit to desire the things of God. And yes, no, as true Christians, no, and I emphasize the word true, even after we've been regenerated, pag binago na tayo ng Holy Spirit, we may fall into sin. Sometimes yung mga sins pa natin, grabe. But never, no, a total and final fall from the grace of God. What I mean is, we may sin, but we will never fall out of the grace of God. Ang paniniwala natin is once saved, always saved, no? Salvation is a free gift from God and His gifts, according to Romans 11 verse 29, is irrevocable. No? Andun yung assurance natin of His salvation. And the life of King David and the Apostle Peter is a proof of that. And so, let us sharpen, let us sharpen and steer one another to live out our faith. Again, how can we be genuine partners in the faith? Number one, by sharing. Number two, by not being deceived. And number three, by doing good. Reading from verses 9 to 10, it says, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have the opportunity, let us do good to everyone, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Now, not grow weary. Itong compound word na to means not to lose your motivation in continuing a desirable pattern. In short, do not lose your enthusiasm. Do not be discouraged. Pero honestly, this section is what I would call the easier than done section. No? I say this because this is one of the most difficult things a Christian will experience in their Christian life, which is delayed harvest. No? What do I mean by delayed harvest? Well, often we will get very little profit out of our investment, very little fruit out of our labor. And to the businessmen out there, we call that lugi, talo, no? sayang oras, sayang pera. So as a group leader, who's here this morning, you may have invested a lot of time and effort 
in nurturing, in leading the singles, the singles group, the young pro, or even the married couples. And somehow, after two years, three years, four years, five years, wala ka pang nakikitang fruit. Then you hear another life group, uh, life group leader whom God is so gracious, whom God poured His blessing. And in a year, that particular group has far exceeded the labor that they put in it. And at this moment, nag-iisip ka na. You're struggling, you're discouraged and contemplating. Should I quit? Should I continue? I'm reminded also of missionaries, some of whom gave their lives to unrich people group without even seeing a glimmer of movement or hope in their mission field. Then another missionary comes in and plants where this previous missionary did his ministry. And lo and behold, no, this new missionary reaps. So what do you do in those situations? Well, a friend of mine reminded me. Sabi niya sa akin, Pastor, God did not tell you to be successful, but He called you to be faithful. Let me repeat that. No, God didn't tell you to be successful, but He called you to be faithful. Success in God's economy is not so much about the number of people you evangelize. It's not so much about the numbers of areas that you have reached. It's not even so much how fast you have accomplished your mission. But success in God's economy is always answered by the question, were you faithful? Were you faithful? So to the life group out there, no life group leader out there who's contemplating no? To continue or quit, my question to you is, were you faithful to those two or three couples, young pro or singles that God has entrusted you? To the pastor or missionary who seem to be discouraged or depressed, my question to you also is, were you faithful in preaching, in teaching to the members that God has entrusted you in your church, or in your mission field. Listen, focus on faithfulness, not the result. Focus on faithfulness, not the result. And if you are faithful, <clears throat> if you are faithful to the task that God has given you, there is no reason for you to be ashamed. And so, Balik ulit tayo sa delayed harvest, no? You may ask, Pastor, when will the harvest arrive, no? Delayed nga, kailan darating yan? Well, don't worry, my dear life group leader. Don't worry, no? My dear pastor or missionary. Don't worry, UECP. If you trust God and wait for Him or wait on Him, God is faithful. And He promised for in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. In other words, in God's perfect timing. Lastly, we must do good to everyone. Now, 
the good that is expressed here is not just yung mga general na kabutihan na ginagawa natin. It's not that general good, but it also includes which that which was discussed in the earlier passages, which was what? Paano natin i-restore yung ating mga fallen brethren? The good also includes manifesting the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The good also includes reflecting God's kindness for the purpose of winning others to Christ. And in so doing, we are letting our light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify our Father who is in heaven. And before I end, remember the order of priority. We must first help and serve our fellow brethren before those outside the church. Let us sharpen and steer one another to live out our faith. Let me end with an application. No? For today's application, I'm giving you no, or your life group a partnership challenge. No? Just like what I said earlier, no? let us support. No? Uh, number one, begin. No? For those of you who haven't started, begin. For those of you who are doing it, continue nyo. Continue ninyo. No? Begin or continue supporting a pastor. Prefer preferably sana one in our church. So what do you do? Call or text them. Ask them, no, Pastor Jansen, ano prayer request mo? No? Ah, gusto ko baby, marami. Ayan. Ayaw tumingin sa akin si Ria, no? Ayan. So, text them, call them. Ano yung prayer request nila? Share words of encouragement, no? Ria, kaya mo yan kahit sampo. No? Ayan. Also, share your blessings, no? If possible, financial or material. No? And repeat, no? Ulit, ulitin natin so that it becomes a habit. In summary, my brothers and sisters in UECP, become a genuine partners in the faith. Number one, by sharing to God's workers. Number two, by not being deceived because our God is not mocked. And number three, by doing good to everyone. Let us sharpen and steer one another to live out our faith. Shall we bow our heads and pray? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. And as we hear and as we give heed to the truth of your words, Lord, I pray that the power of the Holy Spirit who is in us will help us embrace these truths and help us to be transformed by it as well. For I ask all of this only in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen.